The big idea, Jesus was courageous when it cost him followers and loyal when it cost him his life. Our weekly identity statement, I am courageous for the cause of Christ and faithful to his cause no matter how high the cost. In our memory verse, Luke chapter 6, verse 43, No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. In 2 Timothy, we encounter Paul's writing to Timothy, who seems to be discouraged in the faith. Verse 3 of chapter 1. I thank God whom I serve, as my ancestors did, with a clear conscience, as night and day I constantly remember you in my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded now lives in you also. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And of this gospel, I was appointed a herald and an apostle and a teacher. That is why I am suffering as I am. Yet, this is no cause for shame, because I know whom I have believed and am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. What you heard from me keep as the pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. The Spirit God gave us does not make us timid. The Spirit emboldens or encourages our faith. The Spirit gives us power, love, and self-discipline, or a disciplined mind, a sound mind. This grace of Jesus that destroyed death and brought life and immortality is what the message and power of every Christ follower should be. It's not a reason to be ashamed. It's a reason to have courage. It's not a reason for us to shrink back in fear. It's a reason to be emboldened. This faith and love that was put in us through the Spirit is a deposit that has been entrusted to us. Part of the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives is to guard this faith and love that has been entrusted to us. What are you doing with this deposit? Are you investing it or hiding it? In Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 through 30, we encounter the story of three men who were given bags of gold. A bag of gold represents a life's savings. It's what you could earn in one lifetime. One was given five bags and invested it to earn another five. One was given two bags who invested it and earned another two. One was given one bag who dug a hole and buried it. This last servant is described as wicked and lazy, and the others are good and faithful. This is a hard teaching. All of Jesus' teachings were. Note what the wicked and lazy servant does. He blames the master for being a hard man. He makes himself to be the victim. The master proves this man's claims to be false. The the man claims he gathers where he didn't sow, but who provided the bags of gold? The master. 
This servant thought the bag of gold was his, but it wasn't. It was entrusted to him, and he was supposed to do something with it. That word entrusted is a heavy word. It's the word Jesus uses when he says, Father, into your hands I entrust or commit my spirit. It's a word that means to not only take care of, but to manage. The fact that the master entrusted his wealth to these men very likely meant he expected them to manage it well. Two of them clearly did just that, and one didn't. What's so evil about what this man did? He had been given a tremendous opportunity, but he let fear control him. He had been given a great gift, but he didn't have the courage to use it. He was neither courageous nor loyal. An investment in a bank wouldn't have been risky, but he didn't even do that. That phrase, you have what is yours, or some translations say, see, here is what belongs to you, was used by Jews to say, I am not responsible for this anymore. And that statement shows the state of this man's heart. This man never took responsibility for the bag of gold. All he owned was fear of the master. The master said, The least you should have done is put it in the bank so it could have earned interest. I wrestled with that phrase. What I see the master saying here is this. This was the very least you should have done. The best you could have done would have been what the others did. Invest it and earn the same back in return. The least you could have done would have been to put it in the bank and earn interest. Okay, let's get to the point already. Right? We are. Let's say that the bags of gold represent life. A bag of gold could easily represent a life saving. So, if the bag represents life and the king or master entrusted one life with this servant, what did the servant do with it? He didn't even do the very least he could do. Maybe the least he could have done would have been to simply receive it in the first place. If he had received the master's gift and owned it and deposited it with the bank, he would have earned something for the master in return for the opportunity of a lifetime. If someone entrusted you with life savings, say, of a million dollars, wouldn't you put it in the bank for the time the master was gone to make some interest? And if you knew the master wanted you to invest it, wouldn't you see how much you could make with it? It wasn't your money anyway. What do you have to lose? But instead, you just buried it out of fear. If you're in Christ, you've been given a whole new life. You've been given the opportunity of a lifetime, a truly amazing gift for which there is no comparison on earth. You've been entrusted with an investment. You think it's yours, but it's really not. God has loaned it to you for this short time you're on earth. You don't know when he's coming back. But when he does, you can be sure he's going to call the loan and see what you did with it. Will you be able to say, I took everything you entrusted to me and did all I possibly could with it? Will you be able to say, I took what you gave me and it felt pretty risky at times. There were times that I thought the cost was going to be too high and I I wasn't sure if we were going to lose it all. But we kept working hard with, with all our might to find another way to make it work. We took what you gave us and we doubled it. Or will you say, I was afraid of you, and I heard those rumors about the kind of God you were, so I was afraid, and and besides, it was going to cost me too much to even try just a little bit, so I decided not to bother. One way requires faith and courage. The other plays the victim. Which one are you? Our daily scripture focus, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 and 8. For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. 
So, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. As we wrap up, I encourage you to take a few minutes to think and pray through these few things. First, conceptualize. Take a minute to imagine God giving you that gift of a lifetime. Imagine yourself taking that gift and working as hard as you can to double it. Now, imagine yourself taking that gift and hiding it, burying it in the ground. Second, reflect. Are you more likely to be courageous in your investment of God's life gift, or or do you tend to play it safe? Third, repent. See yourself having a change of heart and a change of mind about what God has entrusted to you. See yourself choosing to work hard the rest of your life to invest in building his kingdom. And and finally, thank God. Thank God that he gave you his spirit as a deposit guaranteeing your inheritance. Thank God that, that he chooses to include you in his business. And finally, thank God for the kingdom effect you are going to have from this day forward.